turn that thing off. Okay, well, I guess, you know, what I was trying to get at yesterday was the difficulty in adapting uh, to an environment that would be the opposite of uh, everything you've known. But we have to at least set a little marker here and say, look, you know, we said in the beginning, it's everything, everywhere, all the time. We said on this F report, it was everyone, everywhere, all the time. They had the 7-Eleven, it was the mall, it was Akron, Ohio, and Beverly Hills, Park Avenue, Hamptons, Paris, Greece, wherever. And it's the majority that are doing wrong, that have made the wrong decision. These are the very same people, though, that populated all the churches. Because remember, they're the establishment, they're society. When you're a society, you go to the church, whatever the prevailing religion is. So the prevailing religion now is changing to Satanism and they're going to the temple. The new forms of Satanism, the new forms of worship, include the, the, the LGBTQ and trans. It's not just establishment. Now remember this. When the gay movement, as it began in America, or whatever, began to become political. But before that, you know, pride parades and all that, it was anti-establishment. You know, it was the uh, rebellious artists and, uh, you know, people that were, um, you know, just bet that way, whatever, that was their thing, and they were sometimes in the closet, sometimes not, but but mainly uh, considered rebellious. In other words, anti-marriage, anti-monogamy, and things like that, you know, pro-cruising, Direct you to the Al Pacino. I believe it was Al Pacino. Was it Al Pacino or was it uh, Dustin Hoffman? Well, I think it was Al Pacino in uh, Cruising, which had to do with the uh, the gay scene. 
which had to do with not monogamy, but obviously had to do with uh, um, uh, you know hedonism to an extent that uh, you know obviously drugs and alcohol involved. So, rebellion. Meanwhile, the other rebellion is in society within. The very same people going to the churches were all, you know, conforming themselves and their children and whatever to uh, the money, which is Satanism. And so that was going on, you know, across across the country. It would be uh, provided in sororities, fraternities, um, you know, high school groups, so, so circles of social circles here and there. And, you know, always involved, uh, from the very beginning, involved children. Involved the trafficking of children. And it was also international in that you had, you know, children that were just, say, captured, say, in China would be sent to Los Angeles or to San Francisco and then distributed among the uh, the, the dealers of, of that particular thing. And this would all be provided, of course, for the elites. And if you wanted to be elite, you, the only way to show your loyalty was to join them. And if you joined them, there were certain perks. Of course, everyone knew that what they did, they were giving their souls, they were losing their souls, that was the bargain, or that, you know, that was the deal. But no one would say anything, because you had to keep the secret. What secret? Well, that, you know, members of society, here and there, were conforming to the devil. But they were in churches, they were in hospitals, they were in football jerseys, they were rock stars, whoever they were, it was everyone, everywhere. You know, speaking about the, picking up on the Foo Fighters from yesterday, you know, uh, there's a lyric in one of the songs that goes, you know, is this happening now? Or something to that, you know, you know, evoking the word, the happening. Is this happening now? Are we doing this now? Is this what we can do? And they talked about dancing under the lights every once in a while. To me, uh, these lyrics are evocative of, you know, satanic rituals, satanic get-together, satanic orgies, and all of that, which were, you know, prevalent, especially in the 60s. I mean, prevalent everywhere, pretty much. In fact, if you were not really part of that whole thing, you were just considered to be a weirdo and kept out of society and prevented from being able to earn uh, a decent living. I'm not saying people that earn a living are all tainted. I'm saying that they tried to make it that way. So they made it hard on people that were making an honest living. That's, that's what I am saying. But nonetheless, uh, it held influence and it guided our nation, a satanic Luciferian nation, from well, well, well before I was born. P- 
People laughed at me, as they often do, and that, you know, until eventually the truth came out, which is, has now come out, and I'm, I don't even get one email. I get nothing. I, I get respect. Why do I get respect? Because I've been talking about this in an accurate way my whole life, trying to warn people to not go that, because, you know, what's really difficult is when you're going that direction, uh, changing direction, you know, repenting is one thing. How do you know God's going to pick you up? <laughs> Repent all you like. Doesn't mean shit unless God actually takes you, chooses you. Does he do that? The only way to find out is to repent. That's the only way you're going to find out. Most people are too afraid to take that deal. They don't want to lose what they have because their entire life is based on materialism, on money. Therefore, they don't want to take a chance. Losing their place in line. Losing their position in the hierarchy. It may not be the best. They may not be millionaires. But they don't want to jeopardize it. Therefore, they go to hell. It's just very binary. A term that I know that they want to throw out. But it is binary. It's either this or that. It's, you know, very simple. Either the world or Jesus. So when people choose Jesus and they have parents, and they're in situations like that, they get railroaded into, you know, prisons and mental hospitals and psychiatrists and programs to find out what's wrong with them. And now that it metastasizes as a cancer, and it all comes out, the people, oh my goodness gracious, the people can't handle it. So they all go mentally ill and in denial, which is where they are now. Even your patriots, your office workers, your, 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 your basic citizen can't handle it. So they're all now in denial, begrudgingly admitting, yeah, Biden, I guess the whole Biden administration, including the whole government, is a criminal enterprise. United States is the biggest human trafficker and slave, uh, slave trader in the world. The U.S. is poisoning its own citizens with fentanyl, and it's not the Chinese. The Chinese may make it, but it's, uh, you know, the good old boys that run the cartels. Oh, you mean the Mexicans, the Mexicans don't run the cartels? Nope. Try the U.S. military. Yep. Because why? They got more guns. <laughs> yep. But what do the cartels do? They organize the cartels just like we are about to do. Here's a prophetic statement. They're about to let out all the prisoners everywhere because it's just uh, unsustainable. And the prisoners, the criminals will go free. Not the patriots. They're going to stay in jail. But when the prisoners go free, they're going to run the cities because they have a top-down hierarchy already within the prisons. Apply that same thing to the cities, to what's there. And then manage the decline, which is what your establishment's doing. The establishment, 
Look no further than woke. Those are the establishment. Those are the non-rebellers. Those are the people that are going along to get along. They represent AT&T. They represent Alcoa. They represent IBM. They represent Microsoft and Apple. They represent the NFL. They represent television. They represent the mainstream media. They represent all the universities on earth. They represent the establishment. Which one? Well, there's one of five. You know, let's say in America, it'd be the British, American, Israel, cabal, or whatever, whatever they want to call it. British Israel, you know, guys in charge. And they brought you the trans movement. You go, how did it catch so fast? They were like, all of a sudden there's pronoun. I couldn't keep up with it. There were pronouns and this and that. And before I knew it, they're going out of the kids and, they, and all the kids have gone trans. <laughs> what was happening? When did that happen? I, I can't keep up. You can't keep up with it because you're mentally ill. Because you're in denial. It happened like a, a thief in the night. Boom, gone. Kids, gone. Culture, gone. All controlled by the establishment. So gay, what used to be a rebel yell, it's like the Foo Fighters are the establishment. They are Richard Nixon. They are Vietnam. They are drug dealing. They are everything they hate. I'm sure. I'm sure they understand that something's wrong in the soul of that band. Very wrong. But they don't know how to deal with it because they don't have the intellectual cojones to do so. They think they do because everybody that's young thinks they know everything. So they're stuck. They represent Satan, yes, but Satan is no longer the Saul Alinsky rebel. Satan is the president. Satan is the CEO. Satan's the lead scientist. Satan sets the policy. Satan is the warlord, the warmonger. Satan is advanced technology that will go nowhere. It will fizzle out like one of Elon Musk's rockets. Why is that? Because Satan is the establishment. Satan has always been the establishment. Satan has never, ever, ever been a rebel. In the time of Jesus, Satan came to Jesus and said, I represent all of this. AT&T, NFL, AR-15s, militaries, countries, brand names. It'll all be yours, Jesus. If you would just bow down to me because I am the global establishment. I am the global elite. I am the trans movement because that is the establishment. It is not uh, a bunch of kids rebelling to be free. They're under control, my control through my lieutenants who do social engineering for us, the winning team. 
Come on in for the big win, Jesus. Huh? Before Satan was. I am! And you can't change that fact. Therefore, Satan lies about his rank, but he doesn't lie about being the establishment. He is, you know, the Pillberry Dota boy. He is Leave it to Beaver. He is the Twilight Zone. He is the Outer Limits. He sets the parameters. He is the new cattle mutilations. He's the UFO conspiracy and all the conspiracies. He has them all covered from one end up, one end and down another. There isn't one rabbit hole you can go into where he doesn't control both sides of any argument. He is the God of this world, but he's not God. He is not the one who counts. He is not the person that made everything that is made and controls it from on high. He is in charge of this domain, Earth, 3D, linear thinking, bodies, the rule of opposites, micro-macro. That's right, a ceiling in space. Can't let those critters get off that planet. We got to keep them here. And we will. So, when I say that gang stalking and all those, you know, stalking, electronic harassment, targeting of individuals, when I say it has this uh, supernatural component that seems to pop in and out of the air everywhere, instantaneously, we talked about instantaneous gang stalking where all of a sudden, the van, the store, the shop, the gas station, and all inhabitants therein are all on the team to try to snatch and grab you. I don't know if you've ever gotten that severe with your gangs talking, but that's kind of like the uh, end game, right? Well, we have. And what I can tell you about that is none of these people know each other in the beginning. But when you're present... All of a sudden, they all know each other and are taking signals from each other, triangulating in on you to get you. Now, you would say, how is that? Well, it's not only that, but even the scene, the block, the address, the sky, the bystanders, the others. Suddenly, they're all different, yet they're the same. They are, they aren't, but yet they are. Okay, it's a very scary situation, right? You're just overwhelmed. But it's not just a coinky-dink thing. It's not just a, you know, something you could explain to yourself. The reason you're hiding under your bed is because you can't explain it in natural terms because it's not natural. It's like the atmosphere changed. So they have the ability to do that to you. Oh, that's an attack. 
That's persecution, and that's what it is. And that's the form it takes. It can go further. Your, your bank account, your, your relationships, your, uh, your job get you isolated. But they can't do it unless God allows it. <laughs> yes. Unless God allows it. And God um, may not allow it. So, the LGBTQ and the George Soros organizations and the rioting that took place, all controlled and scripted by the establishment. You see, that's what you've been fighting all your life. That's, that's what you're fighting you say, well, they're a bunch of rebels. They're not rebels. Black Lives Matter, woke, LGBTQ, etc., uh, which is really just a you know cover for the big pedophile push, which is happening right now, uh, beginning with the UN, to be legal globally and to force it under the rule of law that anyone who disagrees will be jailed. Only the establishment, and here is my proof, could make such a rule that if you disagree with a policy about, uh, say, children or transes or whatever it is, that you would go to jail. That doesn't happen with rebels because they have no backing. If Donald Trump who is like sort of the uh, anti-establishment at this point in this fight, if Donald Trump had the establishment behind his back, you know, behind him, you know, you know, not behind his back like a traitor, but be, you know, behind him, backing him, then he would have the U.S. military. He did not. So when the riots occurred, could he stop them? No, he could not do a thing. The military, in total, 100%, rebelled against the president, and they couldn't let the public know that. You, the public, had this happen to you in plain sight. The commander-in-chief lost the chain of command in front of you, at the church, when it was burning. And Trump wanted to call in the National Guard and put some of this rebellion down, the military, the military freaked out and said, no, sir, you will not. You're done. And then all the uh, architecture of impeachment, the, the movements of impeachment and this and that, special counsel, Robert Mueller and all the rest of it, the establishment had their way with Donald Trump. They had the military. They have the woke movement. They had BLM. It's theirs. It's the U.S. government. They're the biggest drug dealer. They're the biggest human trafficker. They are pedophilia, the face of pedophilia, and pedophile trafficking, and the pedocracy. As Stanley Kubrick, the late great, said, the world's run by pedophiles. Now they're coming, they're taking their mask off, and they're showing you who they are. 
everybody from that incompetent black woman that talks for the Biden administration, that super idiot, to all the rest of the staff, to all of them. If you like that, just stay tuned. They are all hired by the establishment. That's where they get their paycheck from. You are the rebel. And most of the people that would be in the rebel category have become mentally ill because their minds cannot get up with the changes that have come too rapidly for them to assimilate. So now they're completely lost. Lost, I tell you, lost. And they may remain that way. I don't know. I do know that most of the time when people go up against the establishment, they lose. I know in the end, the establishment of Earth, which is Luciferian, loses. There can only be one God. End of story. They lose. And they lost already. They lost at the cross, but they even lost before the cross. They lost at the first creation. They lost at the creation of the planet. They lost at the creation of the first human being. They lost at the creation. If you really want to find out when, whenever that happened, that's when they lost. Because they could they couldn't do that and God could. End of story. Wrap it up in a bow. No, I'm not saying I want to be here. Is there any of you that want to be? You're all like to move on, right? <laughs> of course we would. We're really not here for the wrath of God. We're not here to cheer on the establishment, which is everything you see, everything in the newspaper. And again, the big, the big obsession is children and LGBTQ. That's the big obsession with the U.S. government and the establishment and the U.N. and the WHO and the entire world is wrapped up with an obsession, with a cult, with a religious, with a spiritual religious cult that revolves around children. Call it Babylonian, whatever you want to call it. They've always been that way. And that's the thing that divides. The difference is the people are now on to it. And they've called in prayer for God to put an end to it. And they're asking politely if they could separate from the system. Well, they won't let you separate at this point. But you don't need their permission to separate. All you need is Jesus, because he is the separation. Not whether a state secedes or not. That's not real separation. Separation is when you have a different power source, when you have a different situation. You have God the creator, and he takes you away from all this, even if you're still here. Uh, For whatever reason, you're not dependent upon which way the thing goes whether it goes your direction or not. But we, uh, 
we certainly hope for the best. And really, when you think about it, since God is in control, only the best will happen in the end. So he's allowing people to see this entire thing. To see what was there in 1968. To see what was there in 1958 and during the World War II and during the Great Depression. To see what's been there all along. All along. Your neighbors, your, 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 your friends, your, your schoolmates. They all sold out. How did they do it? Did they know what they were doing? Well, many didn't. Just a monkey see, monkey do thing. But, you know, it's they, they just fell into it because they were born here and they didn't want to be the odd man out or have their house pelted with, you know, toilet paper and rotten eggs. So they joined up, figuring they'd never get caught anyway. Everybody at church gave them an attaboy on the back. They said, good job. What about your kids? I'm working on that. Way to go, buddy. And <laughs> it's just hard for me to really you know, I'll put it out there without insanity, hopefully. Okay. I think we have come. I don't have, yeah, I just had a little bit of Kind of a jam session there that we had a while back. I've managed to get back in the studio. And, uh, but, it, you know, it's kind of hooked up, but I've, it's going to take some overhauling to get, to really remove a lot of wires and, and uh, chassis and diff- just different things to get it down, to, you know, to get, make it a nice suite that's, you know, nice to record it, you know, that's nice, inviting. I just don't feel it's inviting right now, so I can't really go in there. It just feels messy and incomplete, and you know what I mean? That I don't want to feel that. So we have, you know, the, the my laptop blew up, so all I have now is this phone, and SoundCloud won't allow me to download my own music onto my phone. Unless I pay them more money per month or something. I'm, I, you know, I'm not quite uh, wanting to do that. But anyway, so there it is. And uh, I think what I'll do is sell those shots of Weber. Weber. What am I talking about? I'm drifting asleep. That's my That's a, uh, a person I'm working with. On uh, the genealogy, I don't know much more. Uh, What I'm trying to establish is that my great-grandfather committed suicide, and so we're trying to get the death certificate. 
I'm trying to kind of look at the, the prevalence of suicide in my own family, just, just as a curiosity. And then I'm also tracking society from, let's say, you know, pre-World War II, the 1930s, the era of the Depression in Los Angeles, and then up to, uh, say, about 19, up to about the Bay of Pigs, how's that, or even the Kennedy assassination as a period. And, um, you know, I think I can kind of lock that in. And, you know, will there be something? Well, it'd be nice if I write something up on it, sure. You know, that would make it eligible for, uh, to be a motion picture. That would be, that'd be fantastic. But, uh, again, you know, that's, that's that, that writer thing. And I, I had a really great, my MacBook Air I had was really great for writing. Now I'm getting a, a big iPad. I don't know why. I didn't just replace it. <laughs> I hope I get used to it. I remember, like I'm holding this phone here talking to you. When I was holding the iPad, it was too heavy for me. So that was the whole point to be able to have it and you know kick back in a chair and then do editing without having to be sitting like in a typewriter position. So I, I, I yeah, yeah, maybe someone's made a, a solution to that. Well, maybe they have. But I haven't seen it. They did. I guess only the right wing has, you know, would have iPads that big. Because <laughs> I don't consider myself right or left. I'm kind of, just when you think I'm right, I have a bunch of left-wing things to say like, I'd like to burn down society to the ground. And people are just like, they're like silent. You know, I just said, it's, you know, forget trying to fix this. Burn it to the ground and start over again. And that's a very radical thing to say. That's That's, you know, uh, the leftists would be shuddering at that. You know, seriously, don't faux burn it. I mean, burn it to the ground. I mean, you know, take out, you know, L.A., New York, you know, Miami, all of it, Chicago, and just flatten it. Well, isn't that the point of being in a hot war with Russia? So that Biden doesn't have to nuke us directly, he can blame it on Putin. I mean, he wants to nuke us. I can see it as... As we start catching up to his, the fact that he's basically a crime boss, you know, at, at, at this point, you're going, uh, you, you know, you, you, with so much criminality, oh, the Biden, have you ever just Googled the Biden mansions? And then why don't you Google, like, the time period where they bought those? Oh, when he was vice president, what the heck was that all about? Who could afford that? It went well beyond what Hunter was paying him. Oh, man, it's dirty. It's as dirty as the day is long. It's dirty. He's dirty amongst the dirty people. He's even, you know, a lot more dirty than them. I think the one, you know, kind of little revenge revenge they have is when they're at an event or party or a cocktail party or an Easter egg thing, Everybody ditches Biden. 
They won't talk to him. They, they stay as far away from him as possible. Especially the ones running the show who hope the American people don't find out that they're guilty of, you know, genocide. <laughs> okay. All right. We've come to the end of the road. Yeah, it's it's a short one today, but I think it packs a punch. I I got a little bit of traction out of the Foo Fighters being the policemen. Well. You know, they certainly deserve it. They earn it. I wouldn't want to be a policeman working for the establishment, making sure all the the children conform. And, you know, and then there's like, oh, wow, sex, drugs, and all that. You know, wow, that's really rebellious. No, it's not. Sex and drugs, all that, provided by the establishment for the purpose of getting these kids on the hook, making them weak, controlling them. So the Foo Fighters are the perfect policemen, just like the cool cats in your high school, you know, at the cool table. They weren't always cool. Something happened to them overnight. Huh, what? Call it the happening. You mean Diana Ross? Well, could have been. Could have been. You mean the wind cries Mary? I mean, it could have been. Suddenly, everybody was blank. It's like, we got to get this orgy started. Let's get that low spark of high-heeled boys going. We do it for Richard Nixon. He's right now in his cross-dressed outfit at Bohemian Grove. So we want to get lockstep with him. Right? Smoking a little uh, opium. Taking a few drinks. Considering himself to be a swordsman. I.e., it must feel he had a big dick, something. Yeah, and he was wielding it around and really just asserting himself into power. That the establishment allowed him to have, and when they didn't want him to have it, what did they do? Oh, they took it away. They didn't want peace with China. And he had... uh, made some inroads into that. And now, of course, that's all diminished. Yeah. Well, they're not the only police. I mean, you know, like, just use the idea of rock stars being policemen rather than cool cats. They're not what you think the appearances, now now the cool thing is, uh, you know, trans teens or trans, uh, trans people. 
That's the really cool thing. Oh, no, they're owned by the establishment. All the health care they get comes from the government, i.e. the taxpayer, i.e. the establishment. The same people that run the schools. Well, then where's the independence movement for trans people coming out? There is none. It's mind control. It's forcing them because they want to be cool and they want money. And the only way to get money is to conform to the establishment. That's why when we're kids, when those people do that around us, all of a sudden, even though they're cool, they all get haircuts. They start wearing like little nicer clothes. It looks a little bit like somebody that wants a job out in society. And we notice this. And then we go, what is that? Something happened to them and they changed. Well, something really big happened to them. They crossed a line. And when they crossed the line, the entire world knew their name and who they are. And they got the wind at their back and they got the corner office, they got this, they got that. They got their provision. Now they're riding high, looking down their nose at all the Stupid people that don't seem to get it. You know, but the who didn't. The who's another policeman. They tip their hat at the new prostitution. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Okay, so they're down. Does that surprise any of you? They would have to be society's own creation in order to reel in the kids, which is the whole obsession of the establishment, reeling in the kids. Isn't that the whole point? So they need little clowns and people dressed up as rock stars in different costumes to attract the little ones. Right? At one point I remember in the 90s, it was Marilyn Manson. I love hate and I hate love. Oh, boy, really anti-establishment message. Brian Werner is the establishment. And so is Trent Reznor. They all play a little, I guess it's some kind of a, you know, some sort of, uh, I'm just trying to think of it. You know, it, it was what Leon Russell said. You know, we're, we're lost in this masquerade. Remember? The masquerade song. Who we really da, 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 da. lost in a masquerade? Who we really are? I can't remember the exact lyrics, but it's just the masquerade is they parade around as rebellious and cool, i.e., Lady Gaga puking into the mouth of one of her stagehands, some girl. Yeah, because she is society's darling. Another woman pulls her pants down, pulls her little panties down, and pees in this guy's a fan's mouth, who's all too happy to be her toilet. The crowd cheers. They love it. Sam Smith, who I know you adore, here he is at the fucking Grammys. Urinating in a in a community urinal with a couple others. 
than having the pee spray across the stage and getting his mouth in on it. And another performance, he's having sex with a demon that's on his back and he's like humping it. So he's gone all in. He is, this was he, okay. The lost tape of, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Um, the uh, the, the uh, Baywatch girl, who was that? What's her name, Anderson? Uh, you know, tits, you know, you know Motley Crue guy, you know, that's just, just, God, it's so disgusting. The missing tape of having sex. The whole point is, in the establishment parlance, that's how you reboot your career. When that woman peed in that guy's mouth, Lady Gaga immediately had to answer it. I believe it was contiguous. It may have been, it may have been another time in space, but I mean, we saw right away pushing the Lady Gaga thing. Uh, one was peeing, now she's puking in the mouth of somebody else. And, you know, not to be undone, because the establishment is watching. The establishment owns them. They are the establishment. They work for the people that are enslaving humanity. They're not liberating anyone by having them have sex. That is not liberation. They're not liberating anyone by having them have gay sex, trans sex, beast sex, cyber sex, whatever kind of thing. It's all controlled by the establishment. And in fact, it's ordered that those celebrities will have that effect on the audience or they will be gone. Donna Anderson, right? She, she liked uh, Julia Assange. She had a, like a relationship with Assange. Well, the establishment says she just saved her career by somebody stealing that tape and putting it on the internet. Not to be undone by that, we saw Chloe Savini, an underground kind of actress who was always known for her really risque sex stuff, on regular YouTube, giving a guy, her boyfriend, whoever it was, a blowjob from beginning to end. It would be a great tape. If you want to learn how to give a blowjob, this would be the perfect thing. This could be a tutorial. But why did she do it? Did the tape just get up on the line by itself? No. She did it for money, for her career. Because it's the establishment that doles out the jobs. Paris Hilton, another one. Paris Hilton sex tapes have been released. Can you believe that? Well, now these celebrities are competing with all the TikToks. And those people are going as far as you can go. I mean, I saw one outrageous one where a girl moons the cop, pulls her pants down, you know, puts her ass in the air, gets on camera. The cop follows the girl, runs after her, pulls her gun out and shoots her in the back. And that will have caused, if they could get that in slow motion, and that shot, that would be grounds for, you know, group masturbation.
right? Because it's so, you know, that's what gets them off. That's why we say they have no IQ. The IQ is left for the brain to the, to the, to the loins. And cutting out the spirit, because they don't want to be guilty. So then projection must happen. They feel guilty. Let's project it onto Donald Trump. So the deep, dark secret is they get off on human misery when they've gone over. When you've, when you've be done what the establishment told you, what they taught you in school, what they initiated you into in your sororities, fraternities, wherever else, because if you go much beyond that, then you, you're a loser. All the ones who are winners are the establishments, the ones that brought you the wars and the poverty and your parents and your grandparents. You've fallen in with them. With everything you hate, everything you hate, you are. And now you're leading the charge. If you don't get the jab, you don't get it to see my precious concert because I'm God. And I make the rules. It's another mini. And when they get too godly, too powerful and see themselves as God, what happens? Well, a lot of them just commit suicide by 27 years old. Kurt Cobain, Lane Staley, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Cancel my subscription to the resurrection, Jim Morrison says. And what does daddy, the admiral, say? Thank you, son. Boy, chip off the old block. You and me, we're the same. Yes, Admiral Morrison, sir. Admiral Morrison, please. You wanted all the kids to cancel their subscription to the resurrection. The only problem is, you ignorant savage, you don't even understand. It's not about you or what you decide. You've got to be chosen to find your way into that one. And so that wouldn't include you, would it? You don't have a subscription to anything. You weren't chosen. You were chosen by the other side, not by God. Therefore, you don't have a subscription to the resurrection, Jimmy boy. You're not canceling anything. You're going the direction that you were intended to go. The one daddy wanted you to go in. Yes, sir, Admiral. Anything you say, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Whatever you say, Paul McCartney. Whatever you say, Tavistock Institute. Whatever you say, you know... Bleeding, sacrificed babies on a, on a Best Hits album for the Beatles. What the hell is that? That's called the establishment. Putting it out in plain sight. How about adrenochrome? At the time of uh, eyes, not eyes wide shut, but of Clockwork Orange. They go into the Corova milk bar. The Corova milk bar. What's on the wall? The word adrenochrome. Hello. 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 Hello, hello. So why did it get into this either or? Why couldn't it have just been straight the whole time? 
the understanding had been rock solid the whole time. Why did it have to go through this roundabout? Another song about satanic ritual abuse. Absolutely. Ah, yes, the band, yes. Don't let me forget, yes. Hello, you should have called yourselves no. No, no would be... <laughs> I made Trish laugh. Ha, ha, ha. No. You made me laugh, man. Made her laugh. That's good around here. Boy, I tell you, we need one. Uh, we're sad. We're, we're, we're doing about as good as you. We're sad. We're, we're disgusted. But are we shocked and surprised, really? No, we're not. No surprise to us how strange this all is. I would say go to the book of Mark, go to the book of, go, go to, uh, you know, 1 Peter, go to uh, Romans 1, go to Psalm 37, go to, I could just name almost a hundred scriptures in the Bible right now that would describe this perfectly. No surprise to me, I've been prepared for this forever. This is our time to shine, brothers and sisters. This is what we were made for. Not to be nonplussed. Not to be flummoxed. Let me hit you with some more. I, I need more vocabulary. I've, I've, I've got an addiction to new words. I need to find some new words. Not to be undone. Not to be... Uh, not to be... Uh, uh, well, I was trying to think of another word. It's, it's like, uh, oh, not to be hornswoggled. <laughs> hornswoggled. I like that one. Look them up. They're all legit. Not the least of which is a a cheating son. A cheating sky. A cruel plane of existence. The only reason the book of Job is in the Bible is to explain this to us. We are all Job. We, it is happening to us. People are saying, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Well, you know why? Because it's wrong. Well, of course it's wrong. It's wrong, and the whole world did. So what are you going to do, Jesus? You got to kill. No, no, I, I, Jesus, already have my remnant. I'm sorry. Um, I have everyone that is mine. I have all the children that God made. He gave them to me. I have them all. I'm not missing even one. What about the guy that doesn't know you yet that's going to come to you in three months? Oh, I already have that. They count as mine. Not one is lost. Do not fret, please, people. Not one is lost. The entire remnant of the entire world belongs to Jesus. Well, what about all the other souls? Well, they have a choice, ladies and gentlemen. 
They had the choice. They have free will. Unlike Noah, Huval, Harari, blah, blah, blah says. They're just animals. And the only reason he says that is because if there really is free will by God, he's in real trouble. So Mr. Establishment Harari, making millions off those little perverted children's books of his, uh, would be out of business if there were free will. So, you know, so bias, bias, bias. Uh, he's lost all credibility. Done. We've shut him down. Please debate me, by the way, anytime. Anytime, bitch. Be prepared for, for you know, it could get into a wrestling match. It could get ugly. It could get into a shouting match. It could get ugly. It could get real ugly. I don't care. I'll go to the last man. I'll go to the end of the earth. I'll go to obliteration. How about you? Oh, no, you've got, you've got your agenda. You've got, you've got to remain alive. <laughs> so how committed are you? Yeah. What are your concerns? Noah Uval for Ferrari. What are your concerns? You concerned about being nuked by Iran? Living in Israel or Switzerland? Where are you right now? Living in L.A. Ah, how nice for you. Marmont Hotel? You and Hunter having it up pretty good? <laughs> we need fresh children to corrupt. Um, don't worry about the children, folks. You know, God has his hand on the children. All these children that get sacrificed... You know, it's wrong to sacrifice them all. And it's wrong to be so cruel to them. But, you know, they're counted as children, so they're in the they're in the they are in the heavenlies with God already. God has rewarded them for going through this horrible ordeal of betrayal. Betrayal on all sides. Not one person would protect the kids because they all were too busy protecting their little, you know, their little piece of the pie. Isn't that terrible? As John Lennon, the ultimate cop. Yes, sir, Zeke Howell, Mr. Commandant John Lennon. You know, uh, we're all playing those mind games, John. Hey, Johnny boy, you and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, and all your little friends were playing those mind games with Phil Spector. Phil Spector and I are playing mind games in prison. We're playing all kinds of mind games, Johnny boy. Go play those mind games. We got to play those mind games, Johnny. We got to we got to hurt the bad people. You know the people that don't go along with you. You know even if you tell them, uh, you know why are you there when you're everywhere? Well, the only problem with that, Johnny boy, is that God didn't make everyone the same. <laughs> <laughs> it it's not a big Hindu poem. It's not Atman equals Brahman, even though you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Or do you? Or do you? Or do you? Or do you? The one thing I can tell you is this. When you say in that song, come and get your share, and you're everywhere, it's just waiting for you. There's a price for that share. 
You know it and I know it, Mr. Policeman. You know it and I know it, Mr. Commandant. You know it and I know it, Mr. Imagine. Imagine a world where there's, where you're eating bugs. I think you'd love it. You would just love it. You and Yoko could be the example. You could sit in bed and eat bugs and sing, give peace a chance. And the whole world would line up. Klaus misses you, Mr. Policeman. Am I making the point? I like being dramatic. I, I, I like drama. I like stories. I like references. I like pushing my mind for memories. So I stay sharp, you know. To remember things. You guys, I challenge you too. Try to remember things too, you know. The more we can remember, the more cognitive we can be, the better off we'll be as seniors, senior citizens. I'm no citizen. I'm, I'm just a senior biped. I'm a biped that happens to be a senior. <laughs> I'm bipedal. So how's that? How's that? You're finally coming out of the closet. Yes, I, I walk on two legs. Do mm. well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going through a... You know, you guys got to pray for me on my health issues. I'm not going to really go in there right now, but my goodness. You know, I've got a conundrum of problems. No, I know, I know. It's like I put off the doctor, the everything, because I know. I just look at my genealogy and my my matriarchal grandfather died at sixty eight. And my um my patriarchal grandfather died at eighty two though. My father died at sixty nine. And I'm 69. But you're not them, so. I'm not them. Amen. But all of a sudden, we have <laughs> the idea of not being here is becoming pretty real. Oh. And uh, so, you know, no, it's okay. I'm not, not going to bow down to that. Then kiss my fucking ass. You know? But I will say one thing. If there's anything that I've got to do before that time comes, I better get going and do it. Anything I have to say. So I've been a little bit more intense with my words because I've got to make sure it gets said. Because I sure as hell am not hearing it from anybody else. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put myself up as some kind of prima donna. But, you know, by now, geez, surely by now, There'd be a, somebody else saying something. Uh, they almost say it. You know, they, I guess they say it. You know, that's a pedophile network. And they're, because you got here, they're, they're this and that. They're a, they're a cult. I'm just emulating Alex Jones. They're a cult. And they're, they're, they're the trans thing is a cult. They're cutting the penises off as part of a Babylonian ritual or something. But that's not exactly what I'm in talking about. I mean, that's true, all that stuff he's saying. But that's not the whole thing. He's the closest one to saying everything. 
I'm saying, kids, that whether you knew it or not, when you were cool, you were a tool. When you were cool, you were a tool of the establishment. You were a policeman. Policing who was cool and who was not. You're cool if you follow along. You're not cool if you're an individual. That's basically what the what the what the uh, you know what the marching orders are. What the what the uh, what the tune is. What the that's basically the uh, meaning of the lyrics right there. And they're all trying to woo you into joining up. So the point of this world is to tempt man into you know obedience to Satan. You know, over the line initiation where the universe changes, right? When a soul crosses the line, what happens? I remember when someone would buy a car, and a, a lot in, in, in Topeka, Kansas. I remember I bought a truck. I think I bought a Mazda truck once. There. I, I wanted to get the Chevy truck. I should have gotten the bigger truck. You know, I should have just really been just a real truck, you know, you know, Carhartt work shirt and you're gone to, you know, become a truck driver. Maybe just drive around, you know, driving people's, uh, you know, furniture or something. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not being serious. I'm just thinking of all the things I could have spent, you know, because you can... You could be educated and be a you know and, and educate yourself and do whatever you want to do away from all the university. You don't need them, and you could do all the arts or whatever whatever kind of fancy things, you know, fanciful things you want to do. Even if nobody nobody pays attention anyway. Even if you were showing your art in a gallery, they don't give a shit about you. They don't care about your paintings. They don't care about anything. They're just there because they're supposed to be there. Because it's a thing for themselves, for their careers that they show up, that they have the little cheese and they have the little wine and they bow down to MSNBC and Bill Gates and whatever else and Marina Abramovich and, you know, they go through this whole litany of initiations and exercises to show themselves approved of by... The Antichrist, Satan, Lucifer, opposite. But Satan's not opposite. Satan, the dragon, etc. Marduk, whatever. Marduk, which is the first king of Babylon, which is also referred to in the by the Mormons, uh, called Marduk Satan. Did you know that? The first real king of the world was Satan. Anyway, so the establishment is Satan. The architecture of Washington, D.C. is perfect. Same with the Vatican. Same with everywhere. It's perfect. Everything is as it should be. The problem is not even amongst us humans, but the fact that Satan is not equal to God and he doesn't want people to know that he was Created, therefore, game over. There is no contest. There is no winner or loser. God is, and everything else is, uh, you, you, you know, codependent on God. 
not even codependent, but dependent on God. Not co-anything, not co-creator, not co-co-God, none of, none of that. The only way you become co-God or I am is when you are in Christ, you are I am. At the same time, that little miracle and that little paradox occurs, which is enigmatic to be sure, when one surrenders to God in faith, in repentance, and just stays with Jesus. You just got to find a way to stay there. You got to find a way to just stay there. I mean, like right now with everything I've said, you, 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 the thing to do is just stick there all day long. You know, I'm talking to our crew and, you know, people we, you know, try to make some films and try to get some, you know, got some plans and, you know, it's always looking for money too and all this, which is tough. I have to admit, it's very tough, very tough out there. I don't know why they make it so tough. I guess it's because they want to control the narrative. They want to control the stories. They want to control the mind control. They want to make sure nothing... They, they let the uh, the Chosen series get out, you know, of Jesus and the, the Gospels. And that was, a, you know, privately I mean, funded by the public on a Kickstarter program, some, some kind of thing where the you know, public funding of, of money to do a Jesus, that means the public donates money, they give it without not being a loan, and the people take the money and, you know, do whatever they have to do to get the, you know, to make their production, and then they put it out there as a series of, uh, now Fox Fox has it, and are putting it out as a, as a part of their subscription service. You can see episodes of The Chosen. Um... That's typically not the way that movies are financed. Movies are financed by, you know, usually by insiders who have relationships with Hollywood, agents, you know, respective agents, or respective, you know, people that you probably wouldn't even want to, uh, you know, you know, see it in a dark alley, let alone your around your dinner table. Um, oh, they dress nice. That's just the exterior. Some something wrong on the inside, though, with agents and managers and basically serial killers. But anyway, so you you, uh, you you know you deal with them. You get your package together. Everybody fights over how much of the buy they get. It's just it's it's like piranhas. It's really tough. And um, but I think, I think we all agree that the medium of movies of TV. Series of things like that are very powerful and do change minds, but Satan's not about to just let it be easy for independent thought to get across the transom. They're just not, just, just not going to let that happen. They want to control the narrative. Even if we hate all their movies, even if we hate just about everything that's come out. The only thing we like now has been, the, you know, some TV series and right? Netflix or others, HBO, whatever, you know, have had series that we've watched. We haven't really watched movies. We watch series now. Because that's where all the good writers are. That's where the good, that's where the talent is right now. Ah, oh, it's sick. <laughs> Meanwhile, Quentin Tarantino, who really is the establishment, but pretends to be a bad boy. That's one of the, one of the jokes of the decade of the decades. 
He's had a long career, and and you know, and I like his stuff. You know, he's got that new Beverly Theater on Beverly Boulevard where he collects and curates 35 millimeter film. He's got some terrific forgotten films, and you can go there for a double feature, and you're just going to see a 35 millimeter print the way it was intended to see, projected onto the screen. And then there's like little restaurants you can go to around there afterwards, and that would be quite an evening. For me, I would love it. We don't have anything like that here. But uh, they, you know, look it up, called the New Beverly Theater. And, uh, you know, used to, I used to live there. I used to go to school. I used to ride my bike down to school down there on Beverly Boulevard. Not, not as far down as that theater, but, you know, closer to, uh, you know, say, say the, the, uh, say the west side of La Cienega. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, a whole night of it. Double feature, 35 millimeter, some Mexican food, right? Couple of margaritas, go home, go to bed. That's a, that's a night, right? That's a wonderful. And movies that you forgot about. You, you might have, might have missed them in the theater. You know, all kinds of movies that were actually good, but lost. So, and there's the whole romance of it. Remember Orson Welles? How he tried to do these movies and he had one investor on the, on the hook there. And the guy, you know, he had, he had like John Houston and Eddie had all these luminaries, you know, all these, these guys that I don't, you know, we're not calling them policemen because they're, they're, they're not. They were their own men back then. Oh, they might have all been in the same too, but I mean, they would have been, you know, they wouldn't have been, uh, just, Darlings, you know what I mean? They would be cantankerous, edgy, drink a lot, say a lot of stupid stuff. But the little investor they had, they had a guy and he, he got, you know, they were behind it. They, they, they weren't making it. I forget what movie it was that Orson was trying to do. Um, you know, some kind of mystery thing. And, 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 he, and he ran away. He literally ran off the set. And they, they, I don't know if they chased him. I don't think they chased him, but he, he literally ran away and disappeared and hid. And they couldn't find him. You know, and the show had to be shut down. Cause he, he, he didn't want to leave, but he, they, they, they broke him because they couldn't keep the schedule. So that was the idea of having an investor. So the other way it's financed is, you know, you get, uh, actors involved. Maybe you get an investor to buy the actors and then, you get a, uh, a guarantee from a sales company, right? They give you a letter of credit, then you discount the paper, and then they give you a loan on top of it. You know, you have to hurry up and make the film, and then when you deliver it to them, then they cancel your debt. Meanwhile, you've been paid your fee to do it. Well, you know, if it's a hit, that's great, but that doesn't sound too entrepreneurial to me. It sounds very... Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I, it's going to have to change. And then, meanwhile, film and all that was in the hands of amateurs who could use YouTube and make their and, and, and documentaries. And and you know, they were they were um, 
like I say, using YouTube and they put documentaries up on, you know, like say uh, documentaries about UFOs or whatever, and they get them around for free. And people watch it for there's no money involved. So these documentaries were like you invest in it, but you expect to get nothing in return, right? You don't get your money back. And that's basically the uh, the way it is. You make these little movies with the idea that you can parlay that into a larger film where you can get paid, you know, uh, at least a fee. But those fees usually get eaten up before the end of the production. So you're still in the red. So what do you do? The only reason these people... These brave people keep going, trying to make their movies. And first of all, it's it's the most important medium there is. Second of all, it employs all the arts, all the best people. Because if you are not a great actor, it's gonna that little camera, especially the digital camera, it'll pick it up, won't it? It'll 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 just fry you. So the best designers, because, you know, the best everything. And, um, you know, there's a great deal of romance that goes with it. Kind of like getting on a ship. You know, to me, it's it's really making a film, an independent film, which is the only way to go. Otherwise, you just own your company, man. Then you're just a soulless dweeb. But if you're not some soulless dweeb, you know, with all those big-time directors, you know, that took all those... Chances become company men. You know, the films are not as good. You know, it's, it's like a voyage. I, I want to go back to that metaphor. Making, I want to talk about more or less the film process and do more, because we're going to revive the, uh, you know, we did a main run of the, of the, of the Crazed House. Crazedhouse.com is where you should go for, uh, find out what we're up to. And uh, we'll be at Frightmare at the end of May, May 26th, 27th, 28th. We'll be out of there on the 29th, God willing. And we're going to have uh, T-shirts for Quantum Devil. And Quantum Devil will make its debut there. We held it back because we we really wanted a good debut first. We didn't want to just throw it on the Internet, you know. So there, we got a lot of built-in. We got a lot of fans there. So last year, we had standing room only for Girl Next. It was just packed. It was introduced by Julian Sands who unfortunately has disappeared. He had done the mountain climbing accident. But we never never found the body, but, you know, um, we'll mention that. Uh, but he introduced uh, Girl Next, and he said the word subversive. He said, he said it was great, this and that. He gave Larry, our director, kudos. But he called it the subversive cinema. See, he got, he understood what we were doing. Do you know that the people that trolled us and, you know, tried to damage us? And they couldn't because we won too many awards. We won something like 75 awards. So there's no way to take that away. I think it's like 80. 80 awards. But what they tried to do is they tried to down our IMDb rating, and they did. And, the, you know, and I, I watched it. Or I, I, I watched as, you know, one day I saw, like, somebody did, bought a bunch of, you know, ones. or bought, They bought votes or bots or whatever. And really tried to sink us with that. And, um, you know, I realized it was crooked. At, at that point, I realized that they had it all coming and going. And I realized some of these bot companies work for 
work with. You know, they all work together. You know, so they they were they were out to down us because I they they were we weren't woke. We had elements in the film that really got them mad. And one was we had a you know, a a, a trans person and uh no apologies, no no need to transition, they're just the way they were. Uh, just treated as like a normal person. And I, I drove them nuts. And then, you know, it, it drove them insane. And they said, well, this is a slasher film made by misog- white misogynists, white Christians, or you know, whatever. So that, that got them, you know. And then, then you see the 80 wins, many for best director, many for best film. And you see the trailer and you see all these things and it's like, wait, what's the disparaging? So basically this Italian company um, hired me, hired me, I guess what happened is I, I don't even know how this happened, but I wrote the novelization of, well, I'll be signing this at uh, Frightmare. So if you want a copy, you can go there. You have to fight the crowds though. I mean, it's, it's a lot of people. I don't even know if I can handle it. You know what I mean? I'm going to uh, definitely have to use a cane to walk. I, I don't want to be knocked over in the hall. You know, that happens. You know, you get a little wobbly as you get older. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So I wrote the book. And then what the bo- book did is it, it expanded everything. You know, it's like it, it became like its own movie, like another version. And then what they did is they bundled the, the DVD with it in Italian and then have a, an Italian, you know, version to, to read. And so in Italy, they get to buy, you get both for the cost of the book, basically. And then here in America, we have a DVD that we authored, not them, not Gravitas, not a stupid distributor, us. We did it. And I can tell you, I have a Blu-ray player here. And those of you who got a Blu-ray, um, I, I will give you a free, a real Blu-ray, okay? So on that real Blu-ray, it's not, it's not UHD. It doesn't need to be. You put on the Blu-ray version, that's a, that's 2K, okay? It's like double, double HD. It's 2K. And you hear that mix and you see that, that film in, in that light where it's perfect. Uh, everything is perfect. It's just, you know, really, really, really good version. So you can get the book and that DVD. And then the DVD, there's also some bonus features. You've got The Dark Side of Society, which is a documentary f- featuring me. And wouldn't you like to see me as in a documentary? I don't know. I, maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. And then The Quantum Devil, which is premiering at uh, Frightmare. It's got those, but it also has a secret hidden couple of things in there. And one is the programming and, you know, pictures of Louis, Julian West and others and the programming tape that, uh, or reel that, uh, that, that Lorian was, was being forced to watch while being on drugs and everything else, you know, forced to look at it. Kind of like a little bit of a, you know, uh, clock or gorge type of thing. And, you know, so what she was watching, we have that. 
And then that that plays. It's really dark. I don't even know if it's a little bit probably X-rated. You know what I mean? It's probably not for. It's uh, I you know you have to dig to find it though, on the DVD. And then of course the clown, and then of course the the website where we have these new shirts called Crazed House, and they're all glittery. But I think when you wash them. You have to put them like in woolite or something. You know what I mean? It's, or even dry clean. They're, they're, Cause it's got a sequity kind of thing that says crazed house. Then there's one for the quantum devil. What, no, there's two. There's one I really like with a girl's head that it's like two heads off one girl off, off uh, one of the actors that played the part of Sophie. And then there's, uh, Luke. So there's one of him. Then there's Girl Next, so there's that. Let's see what else uh, we and we're you know we're signing those and, and uh, we'll have a booth there. And uh, so I'm just trying to think if there's uh, we have a special um, coin, and it's a Barada coin. It's it's the character in Quantum Devil, this this giant you know eighty foot demon named Barada. And he's very much the, in the vein of Cthulhu, you know, the, the, the squid, the squid man, the, the squid monster. And um, so it's a coin that has that on it, you know what I mean? And it's on, it's on something, you can get it. Then there's little bags, swag bags, you know, just, you know, where you could buy a couple of things and then you have a bag that's like Crazed House bag. And so you can be all about that. I was trying to, you know, I got this bus. I wanted to wrap it for the for the thing and, and have our art there to have like this big billboard type of thing. I don't know if I can make it though, folks. I'm not sure I can. I would try to make it, but I, you know, I, I'd like to get it. Uh, I'd like to have that there if they would allow it at the convention center. It's in Irving, Texas. It's at the Marriott Irving Convention Center, not far from DFW, from the airport. It used to be at the Hyatt at the airport, now it's moved. Texas Frightmare Weekend. It's online. I don't think they've announced the official, official, official schedule yet, but it's online. And then Crazed House is online, and it'll have more information about getting in contact. What I like is, what I'm claiming for myself is, I want the T-shirt with the girl with the two heads. I uh, definitely... um, The Barada coin collectible, uh, it's not gold. It's it's like a brass type of thing. But I'll tell you this. It'll be one of those things that 15 years from now, you know, maybe 20 years from now, but it'll be a thing. Hey, I've got one of these. You know, it's like, whoa, okay. Will we put out one in silver or gold at some point? Well, we might. I don't know. It just depends. You know, we're working on um, the idea for a graphic novel of of Girl Next, which is basically kind of summing up where we've gotten to, and then of course being having her be reprogrammed and repurposed uh, for what she does best, which is kill people. And she is, uh, 
you, you know, being reprogrammed to go after one of the big on shows. I mean, there's a big power struggle at the top, you know, between like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and so many others. So now they're fighting. So the the, the main guy, Cerno, he wants to, to, to you know, to uh, take out the competition, so to speak. And so, you know, she's the only one that has a super soldier capabilities that has all that programming to where you can you can push a button wiper and then reprogram her with all the top top knowledge that anyone ever had send her into battle and um you know she's like a one-man wrecking crew so beyond anything we've seen so far in the cinema and that is um you know kind of in the works and we're thinking it, it goes to graphic novel in Italy, a weird book, and then, you know, maybe. And then, and then from there, it, it could be scripted into a series. You know, by people that want to, that, that, yeah, I would say by people that do these TV series, this would be great to go from that, that to, I just saw one on, uh, I just learned it was a graphic novel. It's called Beef. And it's by some Korean producers and American and features all Asian, a whole Asian cast. It's terrific. It's called Beef. It's on Netflix. And uh, we really enjoyed it. Apparently, it was a graphic novel before it was a series. I think that's a great idea because you, in the graphic novel process, even in the scripting of it right now, I mean, I'm, I'm just started, but you learn a lot more about these characters. You, you get a lot more knowledge about where they come from. And as time goes on and you do a sequel, or you do a comic book, you do a graphic novel, you do another movie, you do this, you do that, you do a series, you learn even more. You know, it's, it's really a learning process. We'd, when we did Girl Next, we had no idea who Lorian was at first. And she was trying to tell us and then eventually, when we saw her trying to train these women how to shoot at the very end, like she survived the abduction and she became a, you know, a, a self-defense instructor teaching women how to shoot guns. And we saw that. We go, what? That's not her. I mean, it, it is, but it's like, that's just like a fraction of all the Lorians there are. There's all kinds of Lorians. So then we, we understood what we, what we had on our hands and that informed our edit and then we finally really, you know, nailed it. And, but then the real interest is, well, where did Lorian go after, you know, she killed the people in Texas? Where did she go? And, well, she went up to the, to the highway in Texas and three SUVs pull up and one work truck. The work truck goes down the driveway of the Bonanza, you know, the dilapidated Bonanza Ranch, and the SUVs pick her up, and they take her back to debrief her. And, you know, and while that's happening, she's having flashbacks of, you know, she loved uh, one of the characters, Heinrich, and she was, uh, you know, that eventually she she killed, she had to kill him, you know. He's, uh, it's, uh, I, I guess... It makes sense, you know, it's kind of a hard thing because, uh, you know, she regrets that. But then we see this whole thing of, you know, Lori and who she is. What does she really want? And what I know now about her is that 
What she really wants is she just wants to be a normal person. She just wants love. She likes to have, you know, she likes to have some kids. She likes to have some kind of a, you know, slice of the American dream. But she's a military asset. And so there's just no way she's going to have that. She's a, she's a serial number now. She's a commodity. And so what happens with that instinct or that drive that she has to be a person again? Well, that's shared by another super soldier by the name of Derek. And he's the subject of a, a new film that, that uh, we're you know, currently in development and we're currently casting it. If we could get the right combo of people to agree on the same dates, we're good to go. But what's that about? Just about a guy named Derek. Same, he's in the same program as Lorian. She shows up in there too. And so we've got all this material. You know, this this one that we're casting now, we could theoretically film this in September. And there's, you know, A-listers that you would, you would recognize in there. I'm not going to say who it is because it would you know, blow the chances of you know, getting the ink dry on the bottom line. But it's a, I'd love to have this cast nailed down and, and uh, I'd love to have that September start date. What will it do? Well, I think, you know, as Joe Rogan is, is out there, um, you know, talking about AI and, and the dangers, and not just Joe Rogan, but also Elon Musk, as those guys are talking about this dangers of AI, we have a real embodiment of it in the super soldier because they are AI. So, yeah, so the, the dangers are, uh, you know, the people that program the soldiers, the people that program the computers. That's the problem with AI right now. You know, teaching AI to become more and more intelligent and then go against humanity, cause humanity to suffer. The, the, the people that, that are at the head, they don't have an IQ. They're stupid people. They don't realize that, you know, on the worst day, on the best day, their own children will be tortured by this. They don't care. Coming all the way back now, they don't care. They're the establishment. And that's why I suppose people like Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters seem so stupid. Because the people that his controllers are stupid, so he's going to be stupid. I mean, really dumb, so far anyway. I haven't heard the Howard Stern interview, but I mean, Howard Stern, Howard Stern, if he likes you, how hard is that? To have him just basically worship the, you know, the pedestal he puts you on and then have these little softball questions for you. That's not going to reveal any kind of intelligence. Intelligence is when you're under fire, the whole world's burning, the house is on fire, the thing is sinking faster than the Titanic. Okay, so what are you going to say? Uh, I want everyone to get their shots or you can't come to our concert. Oh, boy, that's intelligent. That's great, policeman. Right, well, go back to being a fucking cop, you, you traitor. He said, well, how, how can he be a traitor? Because when he learned that he was Mr. Establishment, Mr. Conformity... Mr. Non-Individual, Mr. Stupid, when he learned all that, 
He stayed the course. The, the, they all did. They're not going to give up that money. They're not going to go for the greater good. They don't care if it destroys every kid who idolizes them either. They could care less. At least that's their actions. Everybody has words. Oh, I love the kids. I, I want to you know, help you to become a great man and blah, blah, blah. You cannot be a great man kowtowing to the establishment in this upside-down world. Now, can you? The only way you're going to be a great man, let's just say a man who's normal, that would be a great man, a normal man, is it must be filtered through Christ, through Jesus. That's it. But no, the old Jesus, patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Enigma, something you don't understand. I'll tell you what, you can't define a woman. Let's, get, let's pretend that we have like, uh, yeah, the Foo Fighters in the studio here with us. Okay, anybody on the panel, you, can you define a woman? No? Nope. Right, you're not going to step on trans, okay? Gotcha. Okay, so let's talk about, um, you know, you're Donald Trump. <laughs> let's talk about Jesus. Can you define what is Jesus? Not who is, but what is. <laughs> Beep. Okay, you can't answer that, okay? Who is Jesus then? Uh, uh, this guy from Nazareth that, uh, you, you know, healed people and told people to love each other and, you know, became the basis of the world's religions and stuff. Wrong, uh, wrong answer. Why is Jesus referred to as the enigma? Like the old days with Frankie. Dun 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 bum 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 What's the answer, Mr. Policeman? Mr. Policeman, what's the answer? Mr. Policeman, what's the answer? And they stormed off and they ripped their headsets off. And they stormed out, you know, completely indignant that they would be asked a question that was above their tiny little minds. Well, oh well. That's, is that the first time we've seen that? No. And it won't be the last time either. Oh, we're having fun today, huh? <laughs> we're having us some fun today, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Policeman. Hey, Mr. Policeman, sing a song for me. Now he's attacking Bobby Dylan. I asked the Beatles, I asked Bobby Dylan, they couldn't, they couldn't uh, tell me either because they call me the seeker. And I've been searching low and high. Ain't going to get my answer till the day I die. Wrong. Tell that policeman to take his hat off. Bing. Eh. Okay. Drop the ice water. Okay, you awake now? 
Got another question for you. Put up the straight jacket. Got another question for you. You want to be waterboarded? We can get your confession on TV. It'll go viral. All right. I think we've already pretty much, you know, stated the obvious. What I'm trying to do is just make sure we don't drift over to considering like we do with Elon Musk. Oh, he seems okay. Oh, Elon seems all right. Let's get, yeah, look at that uh, rocket go. Yeah, wow, yay. You know, he seems, uh, USA, USA, you know, he seems okay. Elon seems like one of us, you know. Yay, USA, USA. I'm not being negative, I'm just, you know, uh, showing all the avenues of deceit and uh, and lies. And the thing about it is is that uh, we stand here on truth. But the, the truth doesn't need a leap of faith. There's no such thing as a leap of faith. Faith is grounded Faith needs no leap. Faith is 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 planted in the heart of a person. Faith changes a person from the inside out. Faith means that things are going to happen to that person that are extraordinary. And uh, faith. Okay, I better call it. I have no music to play for you. We're going to have to call a lid on it. A lid. Well, I can try to play one more tune. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay. Okay, I'm trying to... uh... Really reaching back down in 2008. Okay. We'll see you next time. You said if he ever finds out what we've done to him, he'll kill us all.
You don't? Okay. Remember the thing, man. Drinking. We're drowning. But it won't go away. Never. The millstone is around your neck. Da 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 Thank <laughs> you.